I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris. And this is Still His Kingdom Keeps, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I talk about each and every single episode of the TV show Merlin. We are hurtling towards the back end of season four. Only one season left of Merlin, Chris. Uh, you're in the weeds. You have not seen any of these episodes. Nuh-uh. How you doing, my friend? I'm hurtling. You said it best. Hurtling. We are hurtling. We are hurtling towards a, just an inevitable conclusion. Towards the sun. <laughs> towards the sun oh no <laughs> um no every episode is it's it's interesting you know we're playing off of things like elliot gets a whole fucking episode mm-hmm. i never would have thought that that was going to happen um it's it's cool to see some of this stuff and i feel um, like this is elliot's second episode because there was the whole episode where he like showed up and was just like i am an asshole as brother knight, guy because none of the knights have really gotten much like one like solo screen time i think except for maybe Gwen. Gwen. Um, yeah. i don't know Lance, i don't know i'm, just, I'm just happy to be here all right doesn't have to be accurate just has to be happy <laughs> like we were talking about how good we like flow into the podcast and just absolutely and fucking stumbling. i sh- i shouted my first name and neglected to say my last name what are we doing <laughs> what are we doing on this show uh we are reminding people that they can support this chaos by going to patreon.com slash monster of the week uh getting episodes of this podcast early access to the discord server all kinds of cool exclusive content thank you so much for people that have been doing that we've seen an influx of folks so hi thank you we love you we appreciate it uh chris Remind us what's been happening in Merlin so far. What's the current state of the world? Dude, the current state of what's going on in Merlin? Okay, well, upon learning that Arthur and Gwen are to be married, get this. Morgana summons Lancelot from the dead to seduce Gwen and ruin the engagement. While everyone is initially excited by the sudden return of home Rexalot, things quickly go awry when Gwen is magically entranced into cheating. (laughs) Caught in the act, she is banished from Camelot. Lancelot is banished to death. Arthur is banished to grief. And Merlin is once again unable to do anything despite knowing the truth. I absolutely love it, dude. We're talking about season four, episode 10, A Herald of the New Age, which aired on December 3rd, 2011, directed by Jeremy Webb and was written by Howard Overman. The Camelot Knights stumble across an eerie shrine deep in the forest. It's chilling atmosphere. I mean, deep in the forest. It's walking distance from the fucking castle. It's walking distance, but depends on your definition of deep. It's chilling atmosphere betraying a dark history best left undisturbed. However, when Elian ignores Merlin's warning, his actions spark a chain of events even more frightening than anyone could possibly have imagined. Can a grievous wrong be put right, or will past demons change the future forever? Um, right off the bat, if you were looking to see uh, just, you know, a woman in this episode, I need to go ahead uh-huh. and let you down pretty gently, because there is not... Now that they gotten rid of Gwen and Morgana has been sidelined at the villain territory, they're just like all dudes all the time. Yeah, I. I mean, was there even a single not extra a in the background? Single, uh, not that I saw. Not like a cook. Not a not a serving girl. Not a not a lady in waiting. It was it was just all no. guards and sirs and aggravanes all the way the fuck down. <laughs> it's too much aggravate. I'll tell you that. Much. Too much aggravanes. Um, we couldn't even get a haunted girl. I think I bet they wanted to to do a haunted well girl, but then they thought we can't. Somebody already did that. Feel, feels like that would have been the way that they have the haunted boy in this. They would have just drawn comparisons to uh, the ring. Like I feel like that mm-hmm. would have been just mm-hmm. the the natural comparison there. Um, but let's start out in the forest where everybody's making fun of Gwen for being thirsty. <laughs> so weird. These, Dude, these nights are it, real is it, weird. Is dehydration funny? Dehydration. Sorry, I, didn't realize, I didn't realize dehydration was a joke. So, so dehydration as a concept isn't funny. 
Uh, but putting your boys into dehydration? Yeah, that's yeah, pretty funny. Yeah. That's pretty funny, Chris. Come like, on. Like, Arthur already deprived this man of his family. Do we really want to deprive Alien of some goddamn water, too? <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna mention this later, but, like, at the, towards the end of the episode, when Arthur realizes that he might have to kill Alien, I'm just like, so, Uther took care of the dad, you banned the daughter, and now you're gonna yeah. kill the son? Like, what the fuck, man? Just <laughs> up. Lay off this family. Up. I mean, um, Elliot's being surprisingly chill about all this. Yeah, he's being pretty good. They, uh, Arthur spots an unusual sight in the distance, and they go to investigate, and they come across this shrine. Uh, we know it's a shrine because there's these, like, uh, flags and ribbons. There's all of this, like, um, hanging, what, I want to say dream catchers, but that's probably uh, not quite the, the word I'm looking for. Like, weird symbols made up of... Uh, woven materials uh, and Merlin immediately is like y'all this place is no good this is a pet cemetery and they're like we don't this is what is a serious yeah what is a pet cemetery and Merlin's like you haven't read pet cemetery or seen either one of the two movie adaptations this is a pretty obvious cult this cultural is, reference yeah. and you know <laughs> Gwen over there being the Joker was like I've only seen Firestart and this joke is going nowhere who was this joke for Chris <laughs> you gotta it's rain us. me you um, gotta rain me back in <laughs> when I go into these these tangents I, dude, I love I love this this set the set dressing here. Um, when, when you, <laughs> it's funny looking back with no women in this episode, and you realize how contained everything was for this episode. Everything is like one or two people in a room at a time, um, and a few close shots in hallways, and then we just get this thing out in the woods, this, this spooky shrine out in the woods. And as a concept, I love this. It looks really cool. Um, there's a haunted well here. Everything about it is is my favorite thing. Again, I've said this many times. If I stumbled upon this location in a video game, I'd be thrilled to explore. I'd be picking up items left and right. Oh, you know dude, I, mean? I would I would cover um, all of these leagues, no problem, dude. Is that what they're? I'd be holding L two for Hunter Vision for constantly. Um, oh, uh, what game did I play? Shit, I meant to tell you about this. Uh, there was some Monster Hunter clone that came out on Game Pass recently, and they Wild looked- Hearts. Was it Wild Hearts? Sure. Was it was it Wild Hearts? Yeah, I don't know. Whichever whichever one, it looks just like Monster Hunter, but like I don't know. You have technology or something. It was really weird. But you legit hold L two for Hunter Vision. Like that was the that was in the game, Hilarious. and I was like, Hilarious. why didn't we fucking patent this? Like, we that invented was, that. We actually. invented this. Um, and anyway, back to Merlin. So he's uh he you know he senses something is mm-hmm. is wrong here. Obviously, he says, "Oh, guys, totally places like this are cursed." Everyone's joking around, giving Merlin a hard time, but. Arthur seems a little bit more shaken about all this. Uh, they don't linger long. They decide to keep it moving. Seemingly no issues. But because Elian is so deeply dehydrated, uh, he lingers back a little bit when he hears the sound of running water. Uh, and sure enough, he finds a well and he drinks some water from it. All cool. Yeah. No big deal. Until seems, seems he sees the reflection of a ghost boy in the water. Uh, uh, I drank ghost water again, thing. Chris. That's it. See, you thought he was just going to get some water, but actually. Oh, it's ghost it water. Good. What the hell? He drinks He drinks some ghost water. He drinks some... some <sighs> it's very similar to gray water, but mm-hmm. it's ghost water. Yeah, it's, it's it's got a lot of similar properties. It's been treated, number one. Um yeah, so he sees this and kind of freaks out, uh, and then and then this leaves. We get our intro, and we go back to the armory uh, where Arthur, you mentioned, looked a little uneasy outside, and here he just looks like pensive. Like he just looks kind of, you know, a little a little weird. And Merlin's like, "Are you okay?" He's acting divorced, not to. He's you know. he's he is acting like a recently divorced man. This is my race car bed, um, and he just he just chalks this up with like, "I'm just sitting here thinking, Merlin, you should try it sometime," uh, and. Merlin still being kind of uh, shaken by the the whole uh, druid shrine thing, uh, then gets kind of made fun of when Gwen hands him some salt, and it's like you make this into a circle, 
under your bed and it'll keep the evil spirits at bay, which everybody knows that's total bullshit. This Gaius is going to yeah. mention later. Yeah. Um, Marlin then goes to dinner with Gaius to tell him about all of this stuff. Uh, says that, hey, there's nobody seems to have messed with anything. I think we're good. Um, and Gaius is like, good, because if you touched it, uh, you might release the spirit inside. Um, and then we get this shot of Arthur. I'm going to warn you, Chris, we are entering in Arthur's depressed area era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is this is mm-hmm. sad boy Arthur times for a few episodes. To, to just as a, as a, I don't really think that counts as a spoiler alert. Like, he's lost the love of no, his life, I mean, right? Yeah, like, he's divorced. Yeah, so. he's... It is. It is going to be sad times for Arthur. And sure enough, the shot of him just sitting alone at table at, at the table eating or not eating his dinner is very funny yeah. to me. Yeah, he's in he's in his breakup era, and you know, I feel for him, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, it's also just just like it's such a brief shot too, and I love it because it's just it, they just show that nobody walks in to talk. There's nothing happens in the shot except here's sad Arthur, and then it immediately yeah. goes to Elian, <laughs> which I guess says a lot more about the situation than any extended scene of dialogue right? yeah just, absolutely just yeah. sitting there there's nothing for us to even look at he's just sitting there oh, and it sucks this is poor guy um elian meanwhile is getting ready for bed he blows out the candle settles in for a little snoozer uh this all looks very cozy i want to be a knight if i get oh, my yeah. own like situation right. in the castle uh but then he kind of feels someone in the room with him he senses a presence and uh he starts he gets up and he kind of walks around it's very spooky the music is you know that high violin like kind of escape spooky stuff mm-hmm. he calls out nobody answers uh and then he lays down again and then beside his bed pops up <gasps> the kid from the shrine um he falls off the bed yells uh is is, is so shaken up by this that Gwen hears him yelling from the hallway rushes in and he finds elian just on the floor literally just was Gwen was going out in the hallway because he had to go to the bathroom was that almost definitely he was yeah well he stole all of that water so he is fully hydrated because like, he's got he makes he talks about peeing a lot right he, he does We've already addressed yeah, yeah. this i know somebody in the discord said it but he's he's talked about peeing a lot <laughs> we do get merlin we i think makes a, a good pee excuse in this episode too so there's a lot of like urine <laughs> chat happening in this just around camelot nowadays which i guess make, like it makes sense like back in the old days like i mean what else are you gonna do like i mean there's not a lot of, like th- there wasn't like the saints weren't formed you know what i'm saying like we didn't have right. the, the new orleans saints national football team so right. what else was there to talk about besides your own there's no piss? tvs no video games so yeah. i'm like i guess i'm just gonna go take a leak and then tell my guys about it <laughs> god dude you should see this leak i took uh i thought it was like to watch next time uh so yeah okay uh Gwen is asking him like brother what is going on you, you have cried out in the night and um Elian is about to maybe confide in him or be like brush it off, but then he looks up and he sees the the ghosty and the ghosty is going shh, right? Yeah. Is, this, mm-hmm. is this the right scene for that? Well, um, it's it's one of that's those. That's odd. Yeah, um, this is one of the times where he like takes in he tells the the ghost tells some, uh, him to do something. Yeah, and he listens, which is weird. Uh, and then Gwen leaves. And that's when Elian starts to kind of bug out a little bit, and he puts the ring of salt under his bed. Yep. Wrong show, Elian. Wrong show. We have a whole thing. Also, not a good circle. You didn't circle the whole bed. You just circled a little spot under the mm-hmm. bed. That's not how this mm-hmm. goes. You got to keep your bum safe. Is that directly under your bum? Uh, no ghost in this bum. Just ghost water. Mm-mm. The next day, Arthur wakes up. Um, he is at his desk. Um, actually, Arthur is still asleep in his food. So he just fell asleep sitting at this desk. Uh 
when Merlin comes in and slams his his hand down on the table and he and Arthur pops up and his face is covered in food and it's very funny. Merlin is all jokes about this and Arthur of course is not in the mood at all. Um and then he sends Merlin away and when he looks down uh at the platter where the food was, he realizes that he's covered in, in food. Um got him, I guess. Got him. Got him. If the if the divorce didn't get him, this did. <laughs> uh, Arthur decides it's time to go do a bunch of training. So uh, Arthur pairs them off, and then everybody realizes that he still has stew in his hair. Uh, so you know what? Time to beat the shit out of Merlin. And Merlin, like you know, Arthur had tried to defend this by saying like, "Oh, I fell asleep while reading. Like reading what your stew." Uh, and so when the knights are like, "Why do you have stew in your hair?" Merlin pipes up because he was reading, and Arthur's just like, "You know what? Grab a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's beat on Merlin day." I'm gonna break your arms and he does like he beats on merlin and merlin's carried a shield until merlin falls down and you realize like oh this this relationship is fraught this relationship may be problematic at times this is silly sort of master slave relationship it's not Uh, not great not great um and then arthur says all right elian your turn um and this is when things get a little bit weird because everyone expects this behavior from divorced arthur yeah um but from dehydrated Elliot, this is unusual. And he goes berserk on Merlin. Even after he knocks him down, he's still wailing on him. And then Arthur has to stop him, step in. Uh, and despite all this, everybody kind of just like shakes it off. They're like, yeah, you know, Merlin had it coming. He deserved it. <laughs> yeah. And everybody assumes that Elliot's in his feelings about his sister. And... Does that ever come up for him no, specifically? No, not at all. Everyone else talks. Like, he seems, like, unfazed. He's like, I lived my whole life without her. I don't really care. Yeah, yeah he's much happier now that his sister isn't around hanging out with his dope-ass king, right? Like, like he felt like he was a nepotism knight. Yeah. And he didn't like that. 100%. 100%. Yeah, he got the... And now he's like, I'm here off my own efforts. Yes. You know? He pulled himself up by his uh, bootstraps or whatever. Um, we go back to the armory where Elian sees this kid again, uh, kind of behind where Arms and Sirloin are talking. And this time, like, the kid, like, comes closer to him. And, and Elian's, like, trying his best not to freak out, but he's steadily backing up and he backs up into Gwen. And they have kind of this tussle moment where, like, it's almost like, you know, he's so kind of out of his mind with fear that he just wants to grab onto Gwen. And Gwen's like, get the fuck off me, dude, to the point where eventually Gwen gets tired of, of the back and forth and just punches him out cold. Um, and we go from there. Weird to, move. I just, I, that's a lot. That's an intense reaction. That's, that's, I can tell that we have never met each other in person because that's one of my go-tos and, a, and a, just a normal, like <laughs> the, the, the swift hook to the jaw, the swift hook to the jaw, like clears out a conversation. Like if you get to one of those like awkward moments of silence with somebody you just met, just a punch to the jaw, like whoo, gets yeah. the, gets the party started. You know what I'm saying? Damn. You got, you got a point. <laughs> it does get them talking. That's what I'm saying. I usually go beer. <laughs> yeah. That also, that also works. Yeah. Um, Gaius t- takes a look at Elian uh, and is like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with them. And Gwen's like, well, uh, you know, I think he says something. It's like, well, what if it's this? And Gaius is like, if I needed your medical opinion, Gwen, <laughs> I just wouldn't ask you to because I would be dead. I don't need any of this from you. Uh, uh, and again, like you said, Gwen brings this up and says, hey, let's not tell Arthur about this because what if Arthur sees this as like him acting out because of his sister? We don't want this to show him as having anything less than like 100% loyalty. And Gaius is like, sure, I love to lie and keep secrets. Let's do that. I love uh, That's one of my top five favorite things to do. <laughs> I don't even care what the secret is. As long as I get to a lot of my friends about it <laughs> gaslight gatekeep girl boss that's me that's guy <laughs> that's Gaius. Um, the four g's the four g's um but yeah i mean i appreciate that they're like concerned about him not concerned enough to uh let him drink water or anything <laughs> like that 
but uh, not concerned enough to not knock him out cold. Yeah, literally but nobody has asked him if he was okay at this point. So They're concerned for his loyalties. So Merlin asks Arthur, um, like, hey, do you want to sleep in your bed tonight? Or do you want to sleep in a plate of food at your desk again? And Arthur is like, yeah. you know what? Why don't you get the fuck out of my room? Uh, and it's notable because it's not like the friendly friendly banter that we normally see. It's like... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of harsh, and even when Merlin leaves, like he, the camera stays on Arthur's face, and you can see like, ooh, that's probably a little too rough with that dude. Um, yeah. Which is funny because he just literally beat the shit out of the guy, and until he fell down and cried. So <laughs> he's he's not managing his emotions or his actions very well. Yeah. Back at the lab. We're back at the lab. Yeah. Just cut all that out. We're mm-hmm. back at the lab. Uh, Merlin goes back and he uh, he's complaining about Arthur being a dick, but they have much bigger issues with Elian because while they were bringing Elian to his room earlier, uh, they noticed that circle of salt under his bed, and that means that he's trying to ward off an evil spirit. Yes. Um, I don't think it works. No. Yeah. Both, but, both, but that's what it means. <laughs> both Gaius and Merlin are very like condescending about this. Uh, yeah. Like they're uh, both like, oh, this is, this is, this is just dumbass behavior from a dumbass man. <laughs> like it's really, it's re- they're really mean spirited about it. Really go after Elliot in this episode. Um, uh, Gaius says like, Merlin, you got to convince that Arthur, that Elliot is possessed. Like you have to, and, he, and Merlin is like, Arthur is not in the mood where that would be like, <laughs> an accepted thing for me no. to tell him. No. Um, well, maybe if Merlin wasn't like ribbing him constantly, but yeah. like, let's, do you want to talk about the divorce? We should bring it up. We should bring I'm up the keep divorce. saying Gwen's name in front of you until you burst into tears. Um, maybe, maybe stop needling him so much about it. And then we can talk about some serious issues over here. Not that the divorce isn't serious, but the ghost possession takes priority. I think, I think, I don't know. I'm not a king. This is just what, this is just what servants think. I'm not, I'm not a king. Uh, we switch back to Elian, who is once again in his bed, having restless sleep. Um, and he wakes up to see the spirit standing in his room. And this time the spirit ste- speaks. Uh, this child asks in a very high pitched voice that uh, Elian not be angry with, <clears throat> excuse me, not be angry with him. And at first Elian is very confused and he goes up and like, touches this child which he probably thought was just a ghost uh, but finds him solid and realizes this child is super cold to like embraces him to to warm him up i would that wouldn't be my first move but i'm not waking up in a dream state you know a semi-dream state to to speak to a ghost boy i don't know what my actions might be how, in that situation how can anyone know their actions when you've ingested a bunch of ghost water you know what i'm saying like i feel like that's that's the thing yeah. that's the key thing ghost water what does it do to the brain we don't know we, there haven't been studies guys hasn't been able to study this <laughs> i love that country song that talks about it's the guy talking about his um girlfriend and how she's like real prim and proper until she drinks the ghost water and that makes the makes her clothes fall off i don't know if you've heard that country song before ghost I is that the clothes. real lyric? Well, it's, I mean, tequila is the real lyric. I just thought, no, no, no. no. <laughs> ghost water makes your clothes fall off, right? Like that's yeah, my, a- when I used to, when we say ghost water, I started to think about um, like the uh, communion wine, even though I know that's supposed to be the blood of Christ. Oh yeah, yeah, that shit's haunted, dude. Similar. That shit is absolutely haunted. I don't care what you think. That that shit is. And I think haunted. it's bullshit that they didn't let me drink the haunted wine. Because if I if I had, maybe I'd be a more devout Catholic. But instead, I do a podcast. So look how that turned out. You should have let me have the haunted wine. If somebody could just let me have some haunted wine, I just want to be. I would like the what's it the cask of Amontillado or whatever. <laughs> yes. like, I want one of those bottles. <laughs> The ones closest to the to the man walled up. What do they call the like the absolute huge bottles, wine bottles? It's like a it's not a juniper, but a um, <laughs> it's something funny like that. Right, yeah, it's like a um, a Jeroboam. You need a Jeroboam of powdered wine. <laughs> <laughs> I just really want to see a Jeroboam of powdered wine. It's a Jeroboam. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called, a Jeroboam or a double magnum. 
Uh, we're the dumbest people on the face Bordeaux, of the Jeroboam. I can't. This is too much French for me. This is too Bordeaux, much. Yeah. Jeroboam holds five liters. That's a lot of it's haunted bigger wine. than the regular regular Jeroboam. <laughs> it's a triple magnum. Uh, this child, uh, who has you know slipped Ellie in some of that sweet sweet ghost wine, is yeah. uh tells uh, Elian that he has to right the wrong that was done to me. Uh, and he has to do that by killing the king. And Elliot, I'll be real with you. This is classic Merlin right here. This is Nobody's some good tried shit. to kill the king since the king died. Yeah. So like, it's time to get spicy with it. Uh, and Elliot is like, yeah, 100% bet. Let's do this. We're going to go kill the king. And he just like stalks into Arthur's room. Who And Arthur is just in there like reading probably. I mean, it's got to be like whatever the equivalent of like this reading is the equivalent of just listening to Cure songs by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, he's reading poetry. He's reading poetry. He's reading poetry. He's Dude, reading how like, far love poetry. he's falling. He's reading Morgana Zines. Right <gasps> he's reading like the back. He's reading like he saved the poetry. He never read the poetry yeah. section in the back before yeah. now. And now he's he was like, like, this is bullshit. I don't care. Yeah. And she's also she wrote under like several different pseudonyms in her. So it would seem like different people were mm-hmm. uh, contributing to it. Um, so he's finding these different authors like one's called like Crow Maiden. And he's like, I need to find this Crow Maiden. Like she just understands me. Not realizing, of course, it's Morgana. Unfortunately, she also dots her eyes with tiny little skulls. So you can always tell it's her. Like you're <laughs> smart. You can figure it out who the, the original Arthur is because she dots tiny, her. Tiny little, it takes her forever. It, t- it takes it an unreasonable amount of time to produce these scenes. <laughs> it's just, just so long to draw the tiny little skulls for every eye. And they're good. They look they're anatomically correct. They're, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Autumn told me the other day we we're talking about redoing our our living room. Um, and she's like, and she's like, you know, I kind of I've got an idea for like the decor in here. I'm like, okay. She's like, I kind of want like like bones. And I was like, excuse me. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Like, like I yeah. saw this thing with like animal bones, and I think I could really like do something cool with that. And the only thing I can say is like, well, yeah, of course you can. Like, obviously you've got this on lock. Like 100%, I will find, do I need to go kill an animal? Yeah, do you need bones? Like, I'll just go drive up and down the highway. <laughs> and she was like, no, no, I have a, I have a bone guy. And I'm like, excuse me? What? Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, Elliot walks in this room, draws his sword, and immediately attacks Arthur. He wastes Arthur. no time. Yeah. He goes for it. Arthur is kind of confused and does not is not armed, so he just starts calling for the guards as he's like fending this off with a stool. Uh, and as the guards come charging in, Elliot runs away. Um, we see the guards chase after him. We see Agravain giving like a little speech to the search party to go find him. Uh, Merlin shows up and is like, hey, Arthur, that guy that just tried to uh, kill you is possessed. Um, and then we switch over to the knights who are all like, Oh, I wonder why he could have done this. Oh, it must be his sister. Like, and, and then Gwen has mm-hmm. a line of like, I wouldn't do that for my sister. She's, um, what is she? What is, an evil old toad. And I'm like, wow, Gwen, what's wrong with you? you fucked up, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they're, as they're having this conversation, they see Elliot run along, run in front of them. So they corner him. And managed to kind of talk him down, get him to drop his 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 knife, uh, and as soon as he does so, arms just cold cocks him for the second time of the day. I don't think that he's possessed by a ghost. I think he's having serious brain in- injuries. From Concussive injuries, the- absolutely. Yeah, he's deeply dehydrated, and he keeps being knocked unconscious. Like he's delusional. I um, I I, th- I think absolutely you're right. He's got Sam Winchester syndrome. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. The SWS all over the place. Uh, but he- yeah, they knock him out. They toss him in a cell. Um, and then after they're like, hey, man, we're friends. We're going to figure this out. And then they just toss him in the shell because, you know, whatever. In a cell, excuse me. Um, to add insult to injury, go- the coach shows up oh. and is like, oh, you fucked it up. 
Yeah. I'm never letting you have any more of this haunted wine. It's your failure. He's like, wait, 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 wait. I have to have the wine. I have, I've developed I, a taste I, for it. Yeah. I did all of this for the wine. Yeah. I either have to have a wine or gambling app, okay? Like, give me, give me one or the give other. One or the other. Um, but yeah, everybody just thinks this is about Gwen. And, and um, because of that hanging over them, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. Uh, we switch over to Agravain, um, who was in the throne room with Arthur, telling Arthur that they have to find and uh, put put Elliot on trial and then execute him for trying to attack the king. Um, Arthur brings up the point that Merlin thinks he's possessed, and Agravain like gives the Merlin the most dismissive look you've ever seen in your life. He's like, "This <laughs> fucking guy? Absolutely not. I don't trust his opinion on shining my boots, much less that somebody is possessed. Like, absolutely not." Good to remember that uh, he spotted Merlin sneaking in his room a couple episodes ago, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's some there's some hostility here. Mm-hmm. Um, Agravain just says this is all uh, because of Gwen. And the knights and Merlin are just trying to cover for him because they're his homeboy. And Arthur yeah. is like, I don't want to talk to anybody right now. Please leave and leave Morgana's magazines behind. Yes, I know you're working for her. I don't care because I need her scenes. I need the, <laughs> I need the next issue, please. If you're going to work for her, you could at least bring some new ones. <laughs> <laughs> Merlin goes to Gaius, who is like, okay, what do we do about this? And he's and Gaius is willing to be like, oh, I don't know. Maybe nothing. I think <laughs> we ought to just let him die. Yeah, just let him die. Just the cleanest, yeah. simplest solution. <laughs> Gaius. Um, Gaius, no participation whatsoever at this. And then Merlin's like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. I think instead I'm going to study the problem and come up with a solution for it. And Gaius is like, well, okay, if you want yeah. to. Doesn't sound like right to me. But. It was me. I just let him die. But okay, that's fine. Whatever. Um, uh, yeah. So what does Merlin do? Dude, some good old fashioned trickery to break into the dungeons. Usually he's throwing dice or like cups. This time he's rolling some barrels, I think. Um it's not really important. All that I know is that these guards must must, must think that the dungeon is haunted. Absolutely, man. How many times have they watched it? Like those guys have a whole like inner world about the haunted dungeon. <laughs> They're telling everybody at the tavern about it. Meanwhile, there's an actual ghost in the dungeons right now. But they like they've been gassing this place up forever. They've had people come in, and nobody ever can catch any evidence unless Merlin's in there causing trouble. Honestly, the, I think the only reason they chased the barrel out of the room was so they could chase it to the tavern to prove to somebody that it was haunted. And when they get to yes. the tavern, everyone's <laughs> going to be like, "You just rolled it yourself. You like we don't believe there. you." <laughs> um, Merlin sneaks in, grabs Elian. They sneak out of the castle. Uh, they're like, "Let's go to the woods." Um, Elliot. Elian starts to say some nice stuff to Merlin. Like, yeah. man, you're braver than you seem. And Merlin's like, do I look like a coward? What the fuck? Um, he's, he starts to say, like, hey, Elian, I know that you've been, like, severely dehydrated for this entire episode. Here you go. Take a swig of this. It's this concoction that's what's supposed to kick out the ghost or have an effect on the ghost. Uh, or knock him out. Is supposed to knock him out so that they can get the ghost out of him. You know, it's not important because Elian refuses to drink it. He knows something is up. And sure enough... He clocks Merlin. Yet another person knocked out with a single blow. Yep. Unconscious. Just straight up out. Uh, what a, what Last a... job, Merlin goes down again. Well, yeah, that doesn't take a lot. Um, <laughs> we get this incredible like morning shot of the castle from this angle that's new to season four that I just love. Like The sunset or the sunrise mm-hmm. is really, really cool. Uh, Merlin has made his way back to the lab. Gaius is tending his wound. Uh, Merlin's like, I need to go tell Arthur. Like, Elian's out there and he can get up. And Gaius is like, no. 
Arthur is under heavy guard. Instead, we need to go to the shrine. And Merlin's like, I absolutely do not want to go to that shrine. It's hilarious. Normally, Merlin's like, is it haunted? Let's ride. I'm, I'm ready yeah. to fucking go. And this time, he's like, mm, I don't know that this it's, is a good it's idea. It's a little spooky. I don't know if I want to go. Uh, and they manage to get over there. Uh, they finally arrive. Like, Merlin even, like, stops walking in the woods one time. And Gaius has to, like, prod him with a stick. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. They start exploring the shrine. Uh, Gaius is like, please do, make sure you do not disturb anything. You know, the consequences could be dire. And then immediately like falls into a tub or some shit. Like it's, I don't know of what course. he kicked, but he did it. Uh, and then Merlin eventually finds this well. And then as he walks over to it and he looks into it, he can, I guess there's like this magical energy that he is sensing that like this, the the trauma that happened in this. And it you can mm-hmm. tell it affects him. Colin Morgan's such a good actor. Uh, like he just fucking kills it. Um, and he like starts kind yeah, of crying. Yeah, he's not like sad, but there's like tears in his eyes. It's like, it's a really interesting like, expression. He's horrified. At the, at the, yeah. He's like, oh my God, like the things that happened here, like it left us It's a like stain. he's overwhelmed with other people's emotions in yeah. a way where he's like wiping away the tears. Like this isn't me, but I'm still feeling it. And this is fucked. How does he do this, man? Like I, I, I can't imagine trying to emote this much, even when I mean it. Like, I have trouble with that just alone. <laughs> yeah, I hardly emote ever, unless I'm screaming into a microphone. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, they So Merlin is like, oh, like a great tragedy happened here. Like something something really bad happened. And Gaius has found like a bunch of crossbow belt, bolts and realizes like, oh, this was a druid encampment. Uther was on a quest to eradicate magic. He obviously sent people here to kill this entire settlement, this entire like cave Thing or whatever i don't know village or whatever um which is horrifying like i feel like up till now this has been like you know casper the friendly ghost story but now it's like oh shit like this is actual like real trauma that we have to deal with yeah. um and it's kind of scary and it's it was oddly refreshing not refreshing um it was like nostalgic to get like oh yeah um, somebody wants revenge on uther for slaughtering them that's like just like the good old days yeah <laughs> everybody was happy and together we were always worried about you know the ghosts of uther's past it's very funny to me um but no it's horrifying um, also horrifying and, yeah, yeah. Marley goes back to Camelot. Uh, Arthur is, of course, wondering, like, where have you been for the last 24 hours? And he's like, oh, I've been searching for herbs, and I was lost in the woods, and I fell down and hit my head. And Arthur's like, oh, well, you must be really hungry. Do you want to sit down and eat? And Merlin's like, absolutely. Oh, wait, you're just. Yeah, you're fucking. Yeah. Uh, instead, Merlin takes the plate that Arthur was eating um, to, to get obviously done. Walks into the hallway and is like, "Oh, maybe I can have a little bit of this chicken leg." Uh, but the, yeah. he is interrupted from his 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 rat beating for seeing a dead body on the ground, uh, which is just when back in the room, Arthur's uh, guards start dropping. One drops dead, a second mm-hmm. drops dead. Elian appears. This time he is dripping water, just like the Phantom, just like the Ghost Child we've been seeing. He's holding it's a cool effect. It is. It's it's, it's it got, it had to be incredibly annoying to be just dripping water all of the yeah. time, but it is very <laughs> cool. Um, he's holding a crossbow, uh, and this time it's not Elian speaking; it's the spirit, and the spirit wants revenge. Convenient, because now Arthur is like, "Wow, you sound like a nine-year-old boy." Yeah, something is different about <laughs> so you. So now yeah. I know it's probably not you. Can't imagine um, what he's it talking is. About avenging his dead. And he's, I mean, the leaking of water, they know that, okay, there's no way that's alien because, as we've said, dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and so, okay, yeah, Elian's uh, trying to kill Arthur and Merlin is trying to get back into the room. He can't quite do it. So eventually he uses magic to blast the door open. Thankfully, nobody noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets in there just in time to stop Arthur from killing Elian, actually, because he got the upper hand. Yeah. Um, and then Arthur just, like, lets him go instead of trying to capture Elian, which is interesting. And I think 
well, Arthur's feeling a lot of conflicted feelings, not just about this being Gwen's brother, but about something that's going to be revealed to us shortly. And <clears throat> we go back to the throne room where Agravain is like, we must, we're going to hunt down Elian and slay him. And Arthur's like, sure, whatever, let's get out of here. Um, and as Ag- <laughs> Agravain leaves, Arthur ter- tells Merlin and Gaius about Elian's voice. And Gaius explains like, hey, we were at the shrine. We investigated all this stuff. We think that Uther did this. Um, but now the only way to fix this problem is if the perpetrator atones for his sins, um, if he seeks forgiveness. And of course, obviously, Uther is dead, so we can't do that. So there's a situation here where you might potentially have to kill Elian because he is possessed by this, and it's going to be too strong to let him go. Um, and this is where I have it in my notes. I was like, man, the Pendragon sure have fucked up this family. <laughs> like, it is it is yeah. not good. Real. Um, real. And that night, Arthur does a, does a bunch more brooding uh, while Merlin is clearing the, the food from the table. A lot of food clearing happening in this episode, I'm realizing. A lot of food clearing. Um, and he tells Arthur, like, hey, this is this is not your fault. Like, you know, this is, you're, you're not responsible for Uther's crimes. And Arthur is just like, you you need to leave. Uh, you need to get out of here. And since you were gone all day, you need to go punish, you need to go polish all of my armor. Yeah, every time he sends Merlin to polish his armor, that's when you know he's about to throw on that cloak and he's sneaking out. And that's exactly what he does. He does a little sneak sneak. Uh, Of course, sneaky sneaky Merlin spots him on the way out, follows him. um, And there's a very brief but kind of funny exchange about like, you just can go back to the castle. He's like, no, I think I'll stay. Um, I don't want you to get lost and scared. I I don't want to call it like toxic masculinity, but there is this like where the thing where they won't. They won't just be like, bro, I got your back. No worries. I'm here for you. Like, you won't ever say that. Like, he has to say it in a joking way. But you know it puts Arthur's mind at ease a little bit to have a friend there. And Merlin has gotten really good at talking around these things to to make Arthur feel better, to have his back and stuff like that. Um, Except for when he's just directly being like, do you want to talk about your divorce (laughs) and your sad feelings? (laughs) And Arthur's like, of course I fucking don't leave. No, I absolutely don't want to do that. Get me drunk first. What the hell? Oh man, poor poor Merlin. He really goes through it in this episode. Uh, they go to the shrine. Uh, Merlin is like, you know, we could just wait till the morning. And Arthur just goes forward. And Merlin has a couple of funny lines, so like, or we could just go right now in the super scary yeah. dark thing that you're not telling me about. Um, and Arthur is acting very strangely. He draws a sword and then lays it to the side. He announces himself in a loud voice, "I'm here." Uh, and Merlin is super confused. And then Elian shows up. Uh, but of course, mm-hmm. this is not Elian. This is El- possessed Elian. Um, and this is uh, this is punished. This is where we that punished Elian. Not <laughs> it was not Uther who led the raid on this druid camp. It was Arthur. Yes. Um, Arthur and... uh, kneels down and he says, "You know, my, I think he says the the spirit says my blood is on your hands." And this is where Arthur mm-hmm. kneels down and is like, "You're you're absolutely right. Like I was." I was the one who led this. I ordered the men to spare the women and children, and they didn't, and I didn't know how to stop them. I was young and experienced, and I was desperate to prove myself to my men and my father. Uh, I didn't know what to do, and I froze, and I just allowed this to happen. And even to this day, I can still hear the screams. Um, And he says, like, I cannot right this wrong. There's no way for me to do that. And while he's talking, Elian walks over, draws his sword, and as he does so, you can hear the change in Arthur's voice. He gets shaky and quavery as he realizes, like, this is the right thing for me to do, but it might literally cost me my life to do mm-hmm. it. Um, and then Elian drops the sword, and he, yeah. he pulls Arthur to his feet and hugs him. A lot of, lot of hugging, a lot of spirit hugs. A lot of hugging. Uh, Elian loves, he's a hugger. But, um, yeah, the promise that Arthur makes about preventing this from happening happening again and and 
creating a world where the druids will be treated with respect and they can live freely. That's a huge change from Uther. But that solemn vow on his knees, willing to accept death and making it in, in that situation, um, it's enough to to ease the the pain of this ghost, and and he feels satisfied. And sure enough, the ghost leaves Elian, um, and he's just kind of in tears as as they embrace each other. Yeah, it's um it's emotional. Uh, it's it's kind of a powerful scene because. I think it's it's easy to look at this episode and kind of think of it as a quote unquote filler episode or whatever because like, but they really bring a lot of emotional weight to it. Like this could have been easily oh it's just about Gwen, uh, but instead bringing this into it and like the consequence of your actions have these far reaching effects to your mm-hmm. the m- people that are closest to you, the people that you trust the most is uh, kind of a powerful theme throughout this, um, and it's just. You know, it's just classic Merlin that they would do uh, like a silly little, oh, one of my nights is haunted, and oh, wait, it's actually for real a problem. <laughs> like, this is yeah. bad. Um, what else happens after this? Uh, Merlin. They, like, nothing. They bring it home, but they bring Elian home, find out, yep, he's going to make a full recovery. And then Merlin kind of like makes fun of Arthur for his like moving speech back at the shrine um, and his hug. Uh, and then Arthur like throws a pot at him or whatever. Like, that's it. It's just. They don't. They didn't like wrap this one up neatly with a bow. It's just like okay, whatever. It's over. Yeah, we're done. Um, Arthur made an apology, so we don't have to talk about this anymore. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much it. And they we see a preview for the next episode where uh, Gwen is back. Yay! There's there's Yay. women are back on Merlin. Everybody clap. Uh, <laughs> and also a princess has come to marry Arthur. Uh oh. Um, so we we got a this season's tournament episode, and now we're getting this season's um, marriage proposal episode. Yeah, gotta have a gotta have a betrothal episode, right? Gotta have a yeah. like have a lengthy betrothal episode. Um, I, I really like this episode a whole lot. Like I think it's, I mean, just yeah. it's just I say it almost every week that we talk about it, but it's just literally amazing to me that it just goes so smoothly for every time. Like it's just they they get a lot of value out of these characters and premises, and I really appreciate it. So yeah, they nail it. Um, even the way that this episode was filmed. Obviously, it's like there was no women in this, but it's they the everything was so tightly shot. There's narrow corners, and it creates this different kind of like vibe. When I'm, I'm thinking back on it in my head, it it has this like tighter, more claustrophobic kind of ghost story type feeling to it, um, which the episodes don't usually have. I was just talking about previously, like on a, a previous episode, how much I love those big like wide shots of of you know set pieces. But this and this did the opposite. Everything was tight corners, and uh, but it, it worked. In this instance, you know, there's a lot of looking over your shoulder and they they kind of give that feeling to the whole episode. So, yeah, it was cool. They they do it. They do that. They're doing the thing. Uh, yeah. You got to you got to love Merlin, man. Did I just hear a chair squeak or was that Sawyer in the background? That was my chair squeaking. Uh, it squeaks a lot. You probably hear that shit a lot. I thought that was uh, your cat's name is not Sawyer. What well, your cat's name is Sully. Sully. Yeah, I know I was wrong on that. Um, I somehow knew you. That's what you meant, though. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds the same. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. We very much appreciate it. Thank you to all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash monsterweek. Thank you for uh, people leaving reviews and ratings on various podcasting services. We really appreciate it. But uh, it happens on a regular basis. Uh, thank you so, so much for just telling people about the show. Word of yeah. mouth is easily the best way to get a podcast off the ground. And even today, we had somebody um, respond to... 
I, I think it's a pretty obvious uh, Supernatural fan because um, they had like I Love Cass in their name or something. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, saying like the timeline wants me to watch Merlin and someone was like right on the bot like, oh, you should and also you should listen to His Kingdom Keeps. Still His Kingdom Keeps. You love to so, see it. You love to see it. Shout out to those Specifically, people. we love to see it. <laughs> yes, specifically, we love to see it. Uh, yeah, thank you everybody. We'll be back next week with uh, Betrothals. Look at us on a microphone. It finally happened. Couple of, couple of podcasted boys. Would you date a podcast, bro? No way. In twenty twenty three, no way. I don't know. Is the landscape of podcast boys changing? You think? Oh, I think they're definitely getting uh, grittier. <laughs> I think oh, we're getting grittier. I think yeah, the yeah. podcast boy era has turned it into something. Um, I think they're. I think they're getting worse. Actually, let me say yeah. this. I think as as technology has made it so that it's easier than ever to podcast, like any fool can just get up and start doing a podcast. I feel like it's just more uh, bad opinions from guys. And I don't think mm-hmm. we need that. And I, I fully understand <clears throat> as a person, as a guy, <laughs> that I'm being yeah. hypocritical. But I think uh-huh. personally, my opinion matters more than d- d- pretty much everybody but you and Autumn. I think it's pretty oh, much right. the... Yeah. Right. I've been saying this. <laughs> yeah, you've been saying this for a long time. You've been trying to teach me the way, but I have not been listening. I think, I think stuff like this is you know not not to um, toot our own horns, but we're not very like confrontational about stuff. Like we're just like talking about a TV show, sometimes giving opinions on video games, which is definitely a podcast guy thing to do. Um, but we're not on here just being like we're an edgy comedy podcast and we're spitting hot truths and really yeah, we're just yeah. like, being racist, you know, <laughs> like. I um <clears throat> I just think that there's a lot of bad podcast out there. I need more. You know what I need? I need I need to find um like coast to coast or whatever. Like the yeah. like the old weird radio station call in stuff. Um like just that old like I want somebody to do weird stuff. Uh, that could be us. We could be coast to coast. Somebody. Somebody introduced me to the, um, the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, and I would highly, highly recommend you getting to listening to that because that is absolutely hysterical. Dairy Network yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's it's it's. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Actually, now that I'm saying it that way, um, I think it's I think it's called the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. It is fantastic, and it is weird, and I love it. You just don't you don't even know what's happening as you're listening to it. You just have yeah, Beef and Dairy Network. Um, Tarnation. It's so funny. It's I'm, so good. I'm googling. <laughs> 
hmm. it's just information about you know i mean if you're if you're a guy like me that's into beef and dairy industry uh-huh. and news yeah. you, you crave that news of the beef and dairy network you, you need news interviews uh you know information that you can use all that kind of stuff yeah. I love information. Like one of my top five favorite things is probably information. Um, so anything that could give me more of that kind of stuff, uh-huh. then uh, you know, I'll sign up for any sort of information. <laughs> I can. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to start a newsletter where we provide information to people? Do you think people I, would sign up for a newsletter? I have been. Um, I got a newsletter yesterday. It was like a per. I don't know if it was whatever it was. Uh, this guy I follow from the band American Nightmare and Cold Cave. His name is uh, Wes Eisold. He runs a bookstore, so I'm like on like their mailing list, whatever. Yesterday, he sent out, he's like, I'm just doing a newsletter now. And he just wrote some thoughts in it. And for some reason, it was nothing. It was absolutely nothing. It had nothing to do with his music or anything. But I was captivated by it. And you know, this is just two instances of a newsletter in a row, Jeremy. It's time for us to start a newsletter. I think it's time to start. I was sort of doing uh, In news- podcast form. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was sort of doing a newsletter with like the Patreon updates. Like I would, um, I would sit there and like I would type in like three or four paragraphs um, because at the time I was doing that, my internet was really shitty. So it took like it was it took as long to upload a 100 megabit file as it did for me to like sit there and think of like four paragraphs to write like right, off, right, off my right. dome. And now like I click the button and it's like done. And so I don't have I don't I don't have to wait around in that window anymore. So I just I'm like here's a new episode. Bye. Yeah, so I don't yeah. so we, I don't have I don't have an outlet. Freedom. I don't have an outlet for my newsletter energy. I need, I need that, I need that outlet for it to go somewhere. I, you know, my like ideal outlet for a, a newsletter would be um, the Mitomo. Oh my god! What was it called? Tomodachi Life. The Mitomo. Um, no, it was Mitomo. The Nintendo's little weird app. The yeah, the, the social would be that, or it would be like the Wii U. Uh, message boards like yes those are the two places yes, that i absolutely. feel like my newsletters would really it's thrive. either mitomo or meverse but I, I need yeah. i need all of my information to be provided to me via me's mm-hmm. <laughs> yes <laughs> i've been saying this you've been saying this <laughs> i wrote just two really long letters in animal crossing the other day uh-huh. um i don't play it as much as i used to obviously but I, I was sending her an item or something and when you send somebody an item you can like write a little message with it so mm-hmm. i just wrote this real long drawn out thing i don't remember what it was but after i sent it i was like that was so fucking funny i haven't even heard if she's gonna laugh yet but the, I, I was just so pleased with myself and i just started thinking why was i not doing this the whole time when everybody was obsessed with animal crossing why was i not sending long ridiculous letters the answer is it's because it's incredibly difficult to type but like you know how any messaging system with a with a controller works it's never wonderful but um it's i was just, uh... something satisfying about communicating in in like these sort of archaic forms of absolutely. social media <laughs> absolutely I, I mean i genuinely miss the days where tweets were like 120 characters or whatever like i feel like i feel like nobody has done anything the extra Tw- 120 hasn't improved anything absolutely not and then like now they're expanding to even further out to like 500 or something or a thousand and i'm just like i don't i don't want to i don't care about any of this stuff like if you can't get it done in 120 get the fuck out of there like i'm not i'm oh. not paying attention like, speaking of twitter okay so twitter's got its own issues going on especially like the last couple days but um within i don't know when it's happening i don't really pay attention to to the news which is why i'm perfect for a newsletter but sports betting is becoming legal in massachusetts for the first time we just did this in louisiana yeah and were you utterly inundated it with constant advert constant i cannot escape the time i put the tv on which i rarely do and it's just all ads for this it's twitter out of control i wanted to tiktok today for the first time in a while guess what all fucking everywhere shit you cannot get away from it it's like and it feels very very 
malicious. Predatory. Like somebody's absolutely like, fucking is, predatory. Absolutely. This shit will r- ruin people. I um I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I I went on a rant about this at some point when they made it legal in Louisiana because I just think it's like we already have uh like most of our convenience stores have little like sections where there's just video poker now and they're yeah. like sectioned off so like it's like I don't have to be subjected to it or anything but like you can see it and like I know at the fucking um there's a, a, a Cajun Dogs Casino right at the exit that I get off of and like at fucking 7am when I'm filling up gas I see people parked in front of the goddamn casino there just like flushing coins down the fucking drain yeah. and I just I hate it, it so much dude i hate it so much and then having been able to do this on your phone i think it's just the dumbest fucking thing ever like i just yeah. think it's going to like you said ruin people it's going to create addictions it's going to ruin people all for like sports betting which frankly is just not that fun like i don't no. care like it's just just don't do it like i i, I just i mean just just burn a ten dollar bill and you'll be more you'll get yeah. more happiness i want to bet it. on high stakes stuff like will the breath of the wild release date change I, like that's the kind of stuff i'm interested well in. like i um so when i was in chicago for two weeks uh staying with my dad uh the world cup was happening um and for for americans that's like the it's like the super bowl but for everybody else at the same time like it's yeah. everybody else's super bowl <laughs> for um, everybody except for, for everybody except america because we get kicked out so early in those competitions because our men's team sucks uh yay women women won it a few years back but anyway uh, so he's he and, and dad is big into this gambling shit. He's got the app and he's he's like looking at stuff. So he's like, I want to bet on these games, and like you can bet down to like how many people are gonna kick with their left foot. You know how many how many corners what? are there gonna be? How many turnovers are there gonna be? And like you can get down to so fucking granular and betting on this stuff. And I don't know why. Like it, it, if you're doing it that like I hate to say this, but that is like addictive behavior. Like I'm not I'm not a fucking guy who's been trained to identify addictive behavior. I just know it when I see it, <laughs> man. I know I know when a dude's snorting a line a little too hard. I know when a guy's gambling a little too hard about some dumb shit. <laughs> he was looking around a little bit too eagerly at the party. You're a little too eager, my boy. I, 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 believe me i, I just I, you just know it's like pornography you know it when you see oh, it yeah. right like oh, I, yeah. you just know it and i man i am i get so frustrated with this stuff i get i, I hate that it's legal in the state like i just i absolutely hate it i think it's dumb i don't know what we were talking this, about originally this is exactly oh, yeah. why yeah. we need a newsletter so um we're, that's what it, that's our new patreon content all right i'm announcing it now is a newsletter which is just this <laughs> Yes. <laughs> just, yeah. What if the outtakes were bad? What if we what if did the that? Outtakes were bad. What if I? Yeah. All right. Perfect. Nailed it. Excellent. Do you remember that? Like when we first launched the Patreon, we were like figuring out stuff to what to do, and I was Dude, like, "What? What do we the separate?" World, the world felt so open to us. Oh my god, it really did. We were. So... I blame everything on my job because I didn't always feel this way about life. <laughs> We were, and then work just got worse and worse and worse. We were so nervous about starting a Patreon too. Like I felt I know, we were really like, we weird about. Yeah, like it's just allowed. And now I'm like, fuck you, pay me. <laughs> give me, give yeah. me money for this hobby. <laughs> fuck all y'all, pay me. <laughs> it's a dollar a month. What could it possibly cost you? Fuck you, pay me. Yeah. Come on, listen to that <laughs> Zelda episode. <laughs> yeah, listen to it. Go uh, listen to Thinking Face. Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> dude, Thinking Face, which is free. Yeah, that's true. Is, we I don't talk about it enough. We, we clearly don't talk, don't about, talk it. about it enough. Yeah. Uh, and we, the greatest I, we, artistic endeavor of our time. 
um, our friend Jesse, they DM'd me the other day. Um, I don't know if you remember that uh, I got them to do uh, the vocal stuff on one of the one of the weirder episodes That's of Thinking right. Face. That's uh, right. And they wrote me and were like, oh my God, I've been writing this stuff and it just reminded me of the stuff that you had sent me and I had so much fun doing that. Y'all should, we should do some of that stuff again. And I was like, absolutely. We need to do it right now. I will write mm-hmm. a whole podcast and we will just fucking improv the whole thing and I will make weird sound effects and we can make people cry and, and be scared at the same time. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. It's the goals, man. Goal. Hashtag goals. And the newsletter. And don't forget the newsletter. Well, that's the newspaper is goals. That's the name of the newspaper. A newsletter oh. is goals. Oh! The name of the newsletter is hashtag goals. Spelled out. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> hashtag Perfect. goals. So, you know, we've been we've been stressed. We've been dealing with work. Yes. Uh, you and I both separately turned up for the weekend, and I feel like that sort of alleviated some of my depression. Good. Um, uh, I've had a lot of anxiety this week about various life events, mm-hmm. but you know what? Having just having just turned up for the weekend a little bit, it's not so bad. You know, I can kind of bear with it a little bit more than I could before. Cooler full of cold ones. Cold ones. Like, try naming one Chevy. thing better than a cooler full of cold ones. Uh, dude, there is Steaks not a lot of things charcoal. better than a cooler full of not cold ones. Not a lot ones. of things are better than that. Yeah. I don't. I ain't got a swimsuit. Sure as hell gonna jump in. I ain't got a swimsuit. <laughs> sure as hell gonna jump in. Another shot of Cuervo, turn up on the weekend, turn up on the weekend, turn up on the weekend, cold beer, fresh beer, all in the bed of my truck, ride home down to living with a real nice haul, cause you know my boys can hunt, wash off, get high, put on the new Levi's, walk in Stars, we got all the ladies I like what was I doing Friday night I think oh yeah I was because I was texting you I cracked a beer I'm waiting for Jess to come over mm-hmm. and uh so I got nothing else to do I'm done cleaning I crack open a beer I throw an ocarina of time Whew. I fucking backflip into a, a glitch myself into a room by accident find a piece of heart and Whew. I'm just sipping down that beer while this is happening I was like this is what it, it's all about I'm turning up for the weekend right now. Cooler full of it cold was so, ones. It was such I love a glorious it, moment. I fucking, I absolutely fucking love it, dude. I really do. That's that's that is the beauty. I was, um, I've gotten into making uh, fresh daiquiris on the weekends. Ooh, just just, I mean, just straight up squeezing some limes and some and putting a little rum in it with some some simple syrup, like nothing nothing complicated, not frozen daiquiris or no, anything. But just, just getting the dax going. Just getting some dax going. Uh, and so I was sipping dax, listening to. Uh, turn up for the weekend which Hell yeah which felt a little wrong at first but then i the, the more dak i said the more i was into it. i was like yeah this yeah. is really good you know, he, dude what's his name big tubs <laughs> i don't i actually don't remember the name dude, of he, the, would, he would not he, he wouldn't would not turn up his nose you. at a dak at the dak i guarantee that absolutely not <laughs> last night uh autumn is out of town this weekend this week uh and so last night i was like you know what this is this is this is a single j I'm going to flip on a movie. I watched one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and I'm going to make a daiquiri. And I was kind of on an autopilot. So I was like making the daiquiri. And I usually make, you know, two daiquiris. Like I, make, uh-huh. I, I just double the recipe and make two. And I did that um, without realizing that Autumn is not here to have the other oh. one. So I poured myself the mythical tall deck. The, t- the double deck. <laughs> it was a double deck, my dude. The, dull, the tall double deck. And it was like, I sent Autumn a picture and she's like, you shouldn't do that on a week, weekday. She's like, and I'm are like, you double decking right now? <laughs> I'm like, it's too late. I have already done it. I'm here. 
<laughs> it's like every time in like an anime when somebody's about to like power up to the next level, all the other characters would be like, "No, he's not serious. He can't really be doing this." That was that was Autumn's model. That was yeah. He, 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 he can't handle that. That's the double deck. <laughs> Speaking of Michael B. Jordan, <laughs> yes, anime. I, I, dude. So have you seen this stuff where people yeah. are like comparing Creed to anime? And like he since he directed it, he's like, "Oh yeah, absolutely. I wanted it to feel that way. That's amazing so to me." He, I just watched a thing where uh, an interviewer asked him. Uh, What's your top five favorite anime? Or what, no, what would you say for somebody who's like getting into anime? And the interviewer says something about like, you know, pretend that they've never even heard of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Like, because it seems like that's like a, you know, a good starting point for a lot of people. And he made, dude, the first words out of his mouth, One Piece. I wanted to slap that man in the face. How are you going to recommend a thousand episode anime? Oh, you're just getting into it. You want to check something out? <laughs> Here's Try a thousand this episodes. <laughs> fucking thousand episode anime about a stretchy monkey man. <laughs> that will that will get you into it. Um, and then he proceeded to name that he he did One Piece, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, Bleach, and Hunter Hunter. Those are five shows that are just the exact same show five times. <laughs> it's just the, with a different fucking flavor on it, with a different costume on it. It's all the same show, and I could not believe it. Like the, everybody has been gassing this man up about how he's a huge anime fan. Mm-hmm. And no disrespect, obviously I like that stuff too, but I just couldn't fucking believe that he he didn't even throw a Cowboy Bebop in there. The bread and butter of guys bread, who like I mean, anime. That's that seems seems like a pretty obvious one. But that's the problem is just that everybody thinks that, and maybe it's better that it stays this way. Can't can't believe he didn't but, say fully coolly. I feel I feel like dude, that's like the pretentious the, pick, dude, the most pretentious like, pick you can go dig with. Dig a little deeper into the Adult Swim lineup. You know what I mean? Sure. Like if you're gonna yeah. go surface level, at least get a little bit diverse with your surface level. Pick. No no Gundam in the top five. Fucking no Gundam. Dude? Although I will say this is better than somebody throwing out some freaky shit right off the top. Well, if you're gonna start anime then i really think that you should start with i can't think of a single fucking thing yeah. but um you as always there's always the crazy ridiculous how are you like, gonna... I really like this show called steins gate but it's like the characters themselves are so like seeped in otaku culture because they're all fucking weebs um that if i was gonna say hey watch this anime it's all about weebs and you're gonna hate it at first but no no no, just keep going like i don't think that works i think you have to have and some knowledge of some other stuff before you jump in otherwise you're gonna hate it but people don't consider that shit so maybe michael b jordan had the right idea recommending the 1000 episode one piece can't believe he didn't go uh um yuri on ice right like yuri on ice i would have my top five yuri on ice okay Uh actually i've never seen yuri on ice i never Um, have either oh genuinely i feel like i'd hit somebody with the full metal alchemist um, I yeah, hit somebody with Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop, that's good. I do, I do think Evangelion's a pretty good starting point. It's not like the best one, and it's a subversion of other stuff. So, but it's still, it's like it's kind of a classic at this point, and you can get it on fucking Netflix. Um, I don't know. I that's I, 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 this is why I don't recommend anything to anybody. Um, all, all of the Berserk animes. All of the Berserk. I maybe I'd recommend like a newer shonen anime like one of the really popular short ones like demon slayer are you a are you an mha guy or i know know you're not a jojo guy but are you an mha guy i've read a bunch of it and i've Mm -hmm. seen the first two seasons but i've like i'm not like up on it but yeah i mean i i liked it for what it was friend of the show mike eagle told me i should watch it because it was a lot like x-men and and him and i share a passion for for x-men um talking about anime he he did that song um what was it gold teeth no gold chains haircuts what was it? How the fuck did it go? Haircuts, gold teeth, I should, I should know because I've listened anime. to that song a thousand yeah, times. Yeah, I know. And I just every time I think about it, I listen. I think about you for some reason. I'm like, yeah. Chris and get Chris should get some chains. I bet Chris could pull off Dude, some chains. Imagine me with some gold chains. I used to rock Perfect. some chains when I was in like fifth grade. I thought I was the coolest motherfucker. You did not. I don't believe you. Did you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I'd love it. Absolutely yeah. adore. I don't it. know. I just like when I was, I was kind of the worst. 
mm-hmm. feel like I was definitely the, like because I was a, I'm a little brother, you know, and that's annoying to begin with. And I just wanted to be cool so fucking bad, and it wasn't ever working. But I wanted gold chains for sure. I wanted my ear pierced really bad. Um, everybody had their ear pierced dude, back then, but my parents didn't let me. Autumn had to talk me off the fucking ledge when I was like, uh, dude, let's get let's get our ears pierced. Oh no no no! I was oh, it was I was like <laughs> had to be because I had just met Autumn, so twenty one maybe twenty two, and I was like, I'm gonna get my nipples pierced. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, please don't do that. We, I don't even think we were, I think we had broken up at the time. I think we were just friends. I can't remember if we were dating or not at the time. And she was like, she's like, absolutely. you were trying to win her back. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, what if I, <laughs> what if I pierced the flesh of my nips? Would that bring you back to the, to the fold? And she's like, absolutely fucking not. Absolutely not. I will never do this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is what, um, this, this is what talking about anime does. It brings us around to nipple chat every time. Every single time. Um, I'm trying to think of like, cause, I liked anime. My I've liked it my whole life, basically. So it's it is sometimes hard to recommend stuff because I'm trying to like pick from like well, what's popular, what makes sense as like an entry point. Cowboy Bebop, honestly, it's probably yeah. Uh, but then I think about like Jess's trajectory, which was so totally different. Her very first anime, which she watched without me, she watched it after she met me, but she had never watched an anime until this show is called Your Lie in April, which is about um, students who are really musically gifted. Um, and of course they have tragic backstories back and it's like a horribly sad show. And when I found out that was the first anime she watched, I was just absolutely blown away. I was like, yeah, what? You, you just what go you, fucking head first. Why are you doing the it's most, just... what are you doing the saddest thing possible? But like starting FHA Brotherhood and just immediately skipping to the, uh, Chimera episode, just like without yeah, going to it. Yeah. It's just Dude, right, right there much. to it. I, uh, man, anime, I need to, I need to watch more anime. I think every time I, I look at anime and I'm like, I should watch more of this. And then I just absolutely don't. Instead, like I got to that sad state last night where I was like, well, I don't want to go to sleep. So I guess I'll just put new girl on. <laughs> so I just started watching new girl again. And I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. This is like, this is like shitty anime for, I guess, teenagers or something. I'm not sure. I hate that they, yeah, th- this in, is in a way it's anime. This is a really random statement, but I hate that they changed the intro. So it's not the, it's not her singing anymore. It's just like the little oh, yeah. musical thing with everybody posing bow, in the pictures. Bow, bow, yeah. Bow, bow. But I like, I, I know you needed more time for ads, but I need to guess who that girl is. I need to find out who the girl, I don't even need Who's the whole, girl? I don't need, I don't even need, I don't need the whole song. I just liked it when they cut the song down pretty small. It was like, who's yeah. that girl? It's just, and that was know. it. Yeah. I just, but now it's just, who's the girl? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Dude, as the child of the Pokemon generation, every time they went to commercial break, they'd say, who's that Pokemon? And then you come back and you have to guess it. Pikachu. So I'm oh. really up for answering who's, you know what I mean? You ask me, who's that girl? I'm going to scream mm-hmm. Jess. So. I need it back. Who's that girl? Jess. Perfect. Amazing. Amazing. Call and response that we have on this podcast. It's just perfect. Yeah, that's what it's all about. All right. Merlin. Merlin. You want to talk about it? Yeah. I could feel myself get wound up. So I was like, all right, time to back. (laughs) Somebody, I did a, uh, I think I told you about this. I uh, was interviewed for that podcast that's about the supernatural fandom. And, um, I believe she's like cutting these interviews up and splicing them together in kind of a montage. It's not going to be like a straight up interview thing. And she was asking like, how has your process changed over like, since you started doing monster of the week? And I was like, well, we used to be like really serious. (laughs) Like, and I was just remembering like we used to, we used to start and then, we would just start talking about supernatural and then we would just talk. And now like nowadays, like I'm like, yeah, we just sit there and like try to make each other laugh for 20 minutes or like commiserate about our depression. Either it's either one or the other or both. And then we just immediately go into the podcast with no breaks. Like we don't, there's no, 
hesitation or breaks at all. Like we just re- we're, dude, we're a well-oiled machine. We are, we are. And I was like, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm pretty sure that like Monster of the Week is just me and Chris trying to make each other laugh all of the time. And yeah. it's uh, it's also weird because 90 percent of our relationship is public on the internet like you can just uh. go listen to me and chris become friends for the last six or seven uh, that's years true. and you're like the only thing you're missing is text messages and we talk about those on the show sometimes <laughs> yeah that is true that is true uh, yeah uh, berlin, <clears throat> berlin berlin With him, with no shame, you roast him.